following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. to the Starry Night Theater Podcast. I'm your host, Alex. And I'm your other host, DJ. Welcome to episode 32, which is sponsored by JDS Electrical, Inc., licensed and insured. Call 716-523-2711 for all your electrical needs. I actually forgot we've had this new music for a while, and it was given to us by Sean Brooks. Thank you, Sean Brooks. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Sean Brooks. Shout out, Sean Brooks. He's cool guy thank you for the music i love the new new intro yeah we used it for stories yesterday yeah we did <laughs> yes we did um before we get into the stories i want to thank the three people who were on last week uh my dad dan and vanessa you guys killed it it was so yes, much fun to listen you. to thank we- you for for coming on and filling our places for the time being while yeah. we were away Yes, uh, we I listened to it on the way to we went to like a watering hole in North Carolina, and it was so much fun to listen to and driving through the mountains and stuff. So it was it was great to be a listener. Thank you guys. Yeah, especially last minute. I, I'm glad you guys could do it. It was very last. Minute. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We didn't know what I don't know. We had multiple plans and uh, everything just fell through. But yes, thank you for taking over. It was a great episode. A lot of fun to listen to. Yes. Uh, now. Let's get beefy in here. Oh God, do you you sound like you have beef a lot? I have so much beef. <laughs> I have so much beef to unpack, but I'll, I'm I'm just gonna try to like stick to one. Um, we went to we went on a trip, ten people to North Carolina. So I mean, unlimited beef. Oh, this is from North there. Carolina beef. Kind of, yeah. I so I drove over twenty four hours in five days, like. Well over 24 hours, because it was 10 hours, ten and a half hours there, 10 and a half hours back. Um, the roads were insane at parts. They were literally just, you're just free falling down a mountain or making the sharpest turn of your life at 70 miles per hour. So the roads are awful. That That could be my beef. And I'm not going to say that if you live in the South, you don't know how to drive. <laughs> Because I'm sure there's about five people who can make it to a grocery store and back. But besides that, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about the rest of you. I don't know what their their driving laws are out there. Because like, if you take some place like Florida, they they don't what they don't have to get their car inspected. It's a lawless land. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> they don't have to parallel park for their test. Right. Well, I like that part. Well, yeah, but I mean... I got a big fat goose egg on that part of my test. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, But yeah, no, they that was insane. Never in my life have I had to break on the throughway so many times in my life. 
Like I, I would have people cut me off from the. I'm in the left lane. People cut me off from the right lane and then just stop. <laughs> what do you get over yourself? You got you can't you can't stop in the middle of the throughway. And I I utilize my horn quite often this trip. And uh, well, okay, ton of backseat drivers on the trip. A lot of them, <laughs> whole lot of them. As I said at the beginning, I drove over 24 hours in five days. Everybody made it there and back. Everybody's alive. Nobody was injured. No accidents. No close calls. <laughs> I don't care what you have to say about my driving. It means nothing to me. We're all alive. Twenty Over 24 <laughs> hours. I don't care. It means so very little. And every I was getting critiqued about everything I did. I will say one critique I have. I'm <laughs> just kidding. No. Go for it. Go for it. <laughs> well, you, you um, had your side to this too uh, which is that when you're driving in the left lane you stay in the left lane when someone is coming up behind you and trying to pass you yeah and my defense to this was <laughs> i'm already going over the speed limit <laughs> a considerable am- amount over yeah, the speed limit i agree if somebody's coming behind me going 100 miles plus they don't deserve to be in the left lane <laughs> like you can get over yourself and you can drive behind me because i'm going a reasonable limit in in my lane I have I have a defense for everything I did, <laughs> and I hate when when people be like, "Well, no, this actually happened." No, it didn't because I drove. <laughs> I know what happened because I, I was there. I was very present because I was behind the wheel. So that I don't is, know. You were ten hours in. At, I was present. So like <laughs> everyone, everybody is here. Everybody's alive. So no critique on my driving means anything to me because I did it, and I've done it multiple times. <laughs> So I, I will say kudos to you for driving that long. I don't know how you did it. I'm the only one who drove that long. Yeah. And then well, the people well, who weren't driving the, the curvy, crazy roads were the biggest ones against me. <laughs> then you could take the wheel and you could go 50 miles per hour careening down a mountain and keep everybody alive. I did it. Job well done. Did you just want to drive the whole time? Yeah. You weren't tired? Oh, no. I, I got tired. There were points where I was like, yeah, this is this sucks. But, like, I don't know, we'd be, like, two hours there at that point. So I'm like, well, let's just do it. But that is that is my biggest beef. If you're a backseat driver, change. Are you a backseat driver? Me, no. If I get into somebody's car, I completely understand. This is your car. You're driving. You offered to drive. I thank you for your services. <laughs> and I will sit here and I will shut my mouth. What if they're a bad driver? I I know how all of my friends drive before I get into their car. Mm. I don't have any friend that would kill me uh, on purpose at least so i you know that going into the car if somebody was uncomfortable with me then don't come in my car i'm very <laughs> fine with you not coming into my car trust True. me I'm... i will say i was only in your car once so yeah and you were great you never made one comment yeah but there's a, a point where i was like i'm it's so weird to me that they don't make cars with four steering wheels because <laughs> it all seems that you you want to drive that if you're a backseat driver change or like when you're taking driving lessons and the instructor has brakes on their side too. Yeah. Oh no, those would have been utilized the whole time, <laughs> yeah. and I would have I would have kicked everyone out of my car. Mm. I would have went solo, <laughs> and then nobody would have said a word, yeah. and it would have been very peaceful. <laughs> you should have said that. I should have. Mm-hmm. I should have. And I wasn't. I was getting angry at the traffic around me. I wasn't like screaming or anything, but I'm like, this is insane. Like these are things that you shouldn't see on the road ever. And then everybody in my car 
decided to take the other drivers aside. Like somebody was was turning off. I'm coming down the mountain. As I said, I'm literally free falling down the mountain. My, I'm not on the accelerator at all because my car is just going. And somebody stops in the middle of the thruway or highway. What, what's the difference between a thruway and a highway? Same thing? I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know what to call these roads. But they stop in the middle to take an exit. Don't stop in the middle of the highway to take an exit. Like get, if you're going to stop, then get off. Like literally, it, you're right there. Get off. And they stopped, had their had their blinker on. So I'm, I'm, I'm laying out my horn because like I now I'm going to have to stop on a dime because you don't know how to drive. So I would I completely in the right. Absolutely completely in the right on my part. And everyone's like, well, you didn't have to do that. Why are you, why are you honking your horn? <laughs> walk. Walk. Get out of the car and walk at that point. I was right. I will defend my driving. I, I don't think I'm a great driver. I'm not a great driver at all. What? No, I don't think I'm a great well, driver. This just retracts everything you just said. No, because a great driver means you don't make any mistakes. No, that's not true. Of course I make mistakes. You can be a great driver and still make mistakes. No. Yeah. If you're great then that means you're above everybody else. Everybody makes mistakes while driving. There's not one great driver on that trip. There's not one great driver on the road. <laughs> Maybe there is in some part of the world, but certainly not in the South. <laughs> certainly not on that trip. So, no, I don't consider myself a great driver, the best driver in the world, but I made it there and back alive. I drove over 20 hours, and my car is in good shape. I'm mentally not in good shape from that. <laughs> but um, besides that, we're all here. Uh... Thank you for your services. <laughs> Thank you for not, not being a pain in my butt on that trip. All right. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. I mean, I could keep going. I could go for the next two you hours. Could. You but... have a lot of beef with uh, transportation. Do I? Yeah. Airplanes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I see I had control of my car. Have you ever been in a boat? Yes. I've been on a ferry. From... How do you feel about those? I love boats. <laughs> Crossing, we cross Lake Michigan in this massive, like hundred cars in the bottom of oh, this boat. I always wanted to go on a ferry. Very cool. It, it was like four hours. Oh my god! It was really, really cool. That's cool. Yeah, I loved it. I love boats. Big, big fan of boats. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right. Do you have any more beef? Is that it? No, I'll I'll stop. Okay. Um. My beef is just, I'm going to continue this doctor saga that we have going on. Um, so when was it? Two weeks ago, I think it was like last Saturday or Sunday, my eyes started to itch. I thought it was just a one-off, like, oh, one day, maybe two, max three. It's like, okay, then it then it uh, stops itching and you're like, okay, that was just a fluke. But they kept itching, a week goes by still itching then we go on the trip so i don't have time to go see a doctor on the trip they're itching the whole time um stinging in like the corners they just look swollen in the mornings um what else oh crustiness in the morning (laughs) (laughs) tmi money (laughs) um so i figured i had just an allergy reaction. Um, don't know from what. I was staying at my parents' house while they were away, so I wasn't around cats at my own house. Uh, dust, but their house is pretty clean, so I don't know. Can't really avoid dust. 
maybe it's like the reverse and you need to be around cats. You're allergic to not being around cats. No. <laughs> no. This all started because I was around cats. I don't know. I don't know. Well, my sinus issues, not this. But, okay. um, yeah, so I had two weeks of itchy eyes. I tried to take some eye drops. Didn't do anything. Sometimes made it worse. Um, eventually, it started to simmer down. Right now, my eyes are fine. They're, they haven't been itching the last... Well, they've been itching, but not as intensely the last couple days. You better knock on wood. <laughs> There's no. Oh, yeah, there is, There's but it's far right, away. No, it's right next. Where the wall? What? The studs in the wall are two bys. You can see them uh, right now. What? Where? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's covered by a cloth. It's wood. It's wood. You don't know that. It could be different. It's. Back too, I'm there. looking at it right here. <laughs> yeah, it's exposed. <laughs> No, there's steel beams. Steel beams in the closet. <laughs> okay, anyways. So I, I made an appointment with um, an eye doctor. I have an eye doctor, but he wasn't available. So I went to see someone else. And that was for... When did we get back? Thursday. Uh, so Thursday, I went to go see the eye doctor in the morning. I had to drive out to Orchard Park. Wow. Ooh. Yeah. That's a hike. <laughs> so drive out to Orchard Park, 945 in the morning. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Go in. Everyone's super nice. The receptionist. The assistant is super nice when I get into the room. And then, and she's asking me, like, what are my symptoms? Like, what eye drops have I used? And then the doctor finally comes in. And I'm not trying to discriminate, but he was a little older. He He came in. He barely said hi to me. He seemed like he... I don't know. He should have been retired, I feel like. But but anyways, um he just he was like, So you're here because your eyes are swollen and itchy on the outside? I'm like, No, I never said that. They're itchy on the inside. And he asked me the same questions, like, what are the symptoms? And he had nothing to offer me. I swear to God, this was the most pointless doctor's appointment I've ever been to. I don't like it was as if he wasn't even an eye doctor. I'm like, you, you said nothing to me. I, I can't even remember anything that he said other than he's like, he kept asking me what eye drops I took. And I told him I took an off-brand allergy eye, uh, eye drop. And then I took a regular eye drop that the brand was like Roto. I said Rotho because I swear it has an H in it. And he's like, Roto. And I'm like, okay, Roto. Man. <laughs> Not a good look. <laughs> you could say I could read if my eyes, if my eyes <laughs> yeah, were working. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he's, he just kept asking me about these. He's like, what – do you remember the brand of the, the off-brand? And I'm like, I really don't. It ended up being like the Target Up and Up <laughs> brand. <laughs> <laughs> up and Up? <laughs> yeah. Is it like Up and Up? <laughs> Isn't it called like that? Ro- Ro- Rotho, Rotho is like the off-brand of Roto. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe that's where you got mixed up. No, and Ben can contest. He he told me to get these ones. <laughs> I hope it's not up and up. I hope. It's no, he not. told me to get the the Roto ones. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> not now. <that. laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, he was just very concerned about these eye drops, and he's like, maybe when you go home, you can call me and like tell me what they are. I'm like, this is pointless. It doesn't matter. <laughs> and then he goes to the assistant. And he's just like, is she eligible? <laughs> even tell me what this is for 
and I assume it's a prescription for something. And she's like, no, she has high mark. And I'm like, I thought high mark. Come on. I, I thought I had good insurance, but um, I guess I wasn't eligible for a specific high drop. <laughs> so, um, so then he just writes on his card, like, get these eye drops from the store. He's like, every time I use them, they work. So just and I'm like, okay, so all you do is buy store bought eye drops when you have issues. <laughs> you look and it says Roto. Well that's why I couldn't remember. I was like, it's really off, Brad. Like, <laughs> 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 so anyways. Um yeah, he had nothing else to offer me. <laughs> Uh, he checked my eyes. That he did check my eyes, and he was like, "I don't see any infection." Your eyes. He was like, "Your eyes look great, <laughs> other than like, other than them being a little dry." <laughs> and, <laughs> I need you to stop hitting on me and just tell me what's happening here. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, that was it, and I just sat there like, "Okay, whatever." And then he he goes to leave, and he's just like, "Don't be a stranger." If they still. <laughs> still are bothering you come back and i'm like why would i come back you didn't give me any advice the first time so then i left and uh i still haven't bought the ones that you recommended oh uh, well that's your problem right there well no all i, all I just haven't had time but yeah <laughs> it comes down to that one eye drop yeah 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 <laughs> but, yeah, that's that's my beef. These doctors. These doctors, they're out to get you. <laughs> they are. And if I saw my actual eye doctor, he's super nice. He probably would have had more to offer me. Just cuz he he's known me for so long, so Yeah. I I hope he would have had a little <laughs> <Right>. more. <laughs> now I know I need to go to an allergist. I just needed to see someone right away and I know like allergy appointments take a while to to get, so I thought an eye doctor would know something about eyes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the hope. Yeah. I, I think this really is just allergies, but I need to figure out my allergy issue. I'll I, I'll probably end up taking I'll get that prick test or whatever they do. Yeah. That's I I got it. I had it. I don't want to do that. It was like twenty three or thirty two shots or something in your arm. Or were you like blown up <laughs> yeah so they have a control and they don't tell you what the control is and it's like they, they'll poke you with something and they're like every single person on the planet is allergic to this and so like my arm puffed up where they did that and then they they had all these other shots and like i guess they just had a chart to label what they were mm -hmm. and i mean i'm allergic to everything that has fur or feathers or is cute so <laughs> i my arm was just fat and fat and red and bulging so yeah if you get that test good luck <laughs> thanks yeah were you itching your was your arm itching yeah oh yeah oh god yeah but they're like don't scratch anything you can't touch anything just let it be <laughs> with your 32 <laughs> i know it's like i got like 32 bumps on my arms now and they all itch so you're gonna need to do something for me <laughs> i'm just always concerned if they do that if someone's like super allergic yeah that they have a horrible reaction yeah, I don't know how it works because like I'm super allergic to dogs, and it affects my bre it always affects my breathing. I don't I don't think it did there though. Like maybe it's just such a small amount. Yeah, probably. I don't know. Well, I'll update you guys when I go see an allergist. Please. So. 
please <laughs> tell us what you're allergic to too. I, I got everything. Well, I got a blood allergy test from the ENT, and they said I was allergic to cats and dust were my top two. Oh wow! Yeah, no dogs. No. See, I feel it's so weird when someone's <clears throat> allergic to cats and not dogs. I yeah, f- I feel. Yeah. I'm I'm deathly ill to both. So. Yeah. And feathers and pillows. <laughs> Do you know about feathers? <laughs> Do you know if you're allergic to feathers? Oh, uh, they did not specify feathers. I'll I'll sleep on a on a pillow with feathers inside oh, wow. and I'll wake up my eyes are all fat. <laughs> yeah. It's I don't know why I got <laughs> why I'm allergic to every animal. No one else in my family is. It's just me. It's you. So <laughs> I'm the winner in the lottery. Yeah. I don't know. That's all your beef? Yeah, I, I did shout out Don and Vanessa last time, or yes, last night, because they did not mention me <laughs> uh, for the wheelchair idea. <laughs> you only shouted out DJ and Ben. I have some beef with you, too. <laughs> yeah, I I heard it, and I'm like, oh, Alex, Alex would not love this. <laughs> it's okay. I'm just forgettable. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> I did have other beef that I thought of earlier this week, but it's lost to me. And it was really good. It was more like an ick, and I had an idea that we could do a beef segment and an ick segment, but it could also be just beef. Like icky beef? Yeah. <laughs> like things that give you the ick. What was what was yours? I don't remember. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I remember being like, Oh, I gotta say that on the podcast. I and, like, I, and I told myself to write it or type it in my phone, didn't, and forgot. I know. <laughs> well, okay. Uh, we had an ick experience yesterday. Did we? The spider. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Alex and I entered from under the stage for the Starries yesterday, and we were there beforehand. I think it was just you and me in the building. And there's a garbage can in front of it, so I'm moving the garbage can, and I... There's sheets in it, so like I just press the sheets down into it, and this monster emerges from the shadows, <laughs> and it's just this huge spider. It's a big fat spider. Oh my god! When I tell you, this guy shrieks. <laughs> it it was a, it was a literal jump scare. That's why it was. It, yeah, you did jump <laughs> <laughs> fifty feet in there. <laughs> I was genuinely horrified. You were. I, I I think your shriek just scared me more than the <laughs> spider. And then he tried to get me to kill it. And I was like, oh, I don't want to kill it. I mean, here, I'll be the first one to just step on an ant. But yeah. Mustafa has kind of gotten into my head about that. So I try not to kill any insects. Although it's hard because I don't want to touch them. Yeah. Um. So I tried... And it, it ended up crawling up onto the ice pick that I used to get it, and I don't like that, because that was much. super fast. It was very fast, yeah. So, uh, what did I end up doing? Oh, I put a cup over it, and then you were like, no, it's going to escape, and whatever other reason you had. And you had you had every intention of helping it, but I wasn't going to let that fly. <laughs> yeah, so. you did. So then I took a... Uh, what was it? A container full of screws and 
I don't know. Loose metals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, loose metal. <laughs> and plopped it right on top of it. And you were like, that's not good enough. It's not going to die. It's not It's not enough pressure. And I was like, it'll die. It's fine. And so you stepped on top of the container. Yes. Um, And then, okay, you stepped off and we removed the container. Yeah. The spider was squished like a pancake. Not moving, not squirming. I was like, oh, it's dead. And then right as I said that, oh, no, you grabbed. I had hairspray. Yeah. I was equipped. <laughs> and I, I knew it wasn't dead after that because they, you, they never Yeah, you are. did. They you were like, are. it's not going to be dead. But it was so, it was so squished. It was, it was smushed into the carpet. And then I start spraying it with hairspray. That man jumps up and starts <laughs> sprinting. I, so I let out another shriek and I stomped on it. <laughs> you did. <laughs> It was horrifying. It was genuinely horrifying. Well, it just woke up out of nowhere yeah. and just started oh, speeding. Like, could you imagine if we just left the carcass there and then we came back and it was gone? <laughs> yeah. I would have to evacuate the building. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I felt I felt them crawling all over me the rest of the night. And then we had to go under the stage. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that. And then I was like, I feel something on me. I, I was. Trying to keep my cool the whole time because I'm I'm just dead is my biggest fear without a doubt. Yeah. See, if I saw that in my bedroom, I couldn't sleep in nope. my bedroom. Oh, no. I would move to the couch. I've done it, <laughs> and I, but I, I slept on the couch for like a year and a half after I saw a spider in my room. What? what? Yeah. And I my mom came in and it it went behind my dark night poster, so we taped off my poster. Well, they did it. I I refused to even be by it, and uh, it was behind the poster, and she smashed it. So. It was it was fat, but you can see it's fat crawling behind the poster. And I'm, I was like, I'm not sleeping in my room. I'm not. A year it. and a half? That's insane. Maybe more. And then I moved out of <laughs> the house. Like I, I just never went back in to my bedroom. I moved out, and that's when I had the apartment. <laughs> oh my god! The apartment though had literal man-eating spiders in it. <laughs> if you live in an apartment across from Oppenheim Park, <laughs> man-eating, I, I, I don't know, like. Mixed with some kind of what is that acid like like the like the superhero movies like just mm. the biggest grossest meanest hairiest spiders I've seen in my life and we were infested for sure really yeah because there was that big one and so I FaceTime Carla I'm like Carla I can't leave the house there's a a a spider the size of my hand blocking the door what like I was almost in tears and she was at like some kind of game or something for her sister and she's like well I don't know what you want me to do. <laughs> And he's like, I can't hear you, and hung up. <laughs> I, I can see Carla doing that. <laughs> I never felt so alone and so scared in my life. So I, I came you bleach. <laughs> in a quarter? I, it, was, it was blocking the door, so I'm like, I can't. Like, I'm, I was so afraid, and I'm still so afraid. And so I took bleach, like a bleach spray we had, and I, <laughs> I spray it. I'm, I'm on top of it spraying it. Like, if it decided to jump, it would be on my hand. That's how close I was to it. I don't know where I got the courage from. <laughs> you were, from. like, shaking. I was. And, and so I screamed. I was alone. And I, I'm spraying it. And, of course, it runs because it's getting sprayed with chemicals. And I screamed at the top of my lungs. And I threw the can. And it, it went under the door. And I never saw it again. But then, maybe a, a week or two later, I see this a carcass of a huge spider behind the couch. 
I'm like, oh, Carla, it must have went over here and died because I sprayed it with so much bleach. She goes, no, that's been there for a while. <laughs> what? <laughs> and I'm like, so there's multiple of these monstrous spiders in our house, and and this is when you decided. Wait, to tell me. so you just had a dead carcass of a spider behind it was the in, couch? It was in one of those that we had traps. <laughs> and I'm like, so th- okay, but like. I can't live if we're having – if this is a thing. Like one is – okay, it was gotten here by mistake. It doesn't know where it is. There's two in here and I can't focus now. And I I was so scared every night. Oh, my God. I'm surprised you didn't just move back to your room. <laughs> I, I don't know because there's spiders there too. They're, they're, that's the problem. Once you start thinking about it, there's literally no safe place. Where are you going to run to? You can't run away from spiders. They're, they're everywhere. They're natural. They're outside. So they fa- they crawl into holes in the walls. That's so... Under doors. Okay, but this one shouldn't fit anywhere. <laughs> this one, like, needs a leash. <laughs> it was so big. I, I'm i like, I'm crawling over here right now. I can't stand it. If there's one in my car, I, I'll crash my vehicle. I don't care. <laughs> I won't be able to focus. Good to know for future <laughs> trips. There was one in my car, but it was a small one, and Callum took care of it. Shout out, Callum. Shout out, Callum. <laughs> it was crawling down on that, and I just, I froze. I so, froze. like, have you ever had a spider over the threshold of a door? Stop. <laughs> and you can't go through the door? Yeah. Because <laughs> you're afraid it's going to fall on you? Yeah. At, at the I've theater. I've done that, too. At the theater. So, I go, here's <laughs> way too much to know about me. No, I think I said this before. I go from work. I on my break. I go to the theater if I have to. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. If I don't have to before. pee, yeah. So I'll go there. So I, I have ten minutes there. I have ten minutes to do my business and ten minutes to get back. So this was I don't know maybe a month ago. I go there. I'm outside the door and there's just a, a big fat spider, very mobile, active, just moving around above the door. And I I waited outside probably for like seven minutes before it like moved away. And I could safely enter the building, and I sprinted into the building. Like I, I unlocked it from a safe distance, <laughs> opened it, and like flew back. And then I, I ran in, and uh, I was like 15 minutes late coming back from that break. But I'm like, I, I don't care. I'm not gonna have a spider on me. I can't believe you just sat out there for seven minutes. I did. I just sat there watching it. I, I, I wasn't gonna throw anything at it because what if it what falls? What if it never moved? Then I would just die in that spot. <laughs> Somebody would have to, you guys would come for rehearsal like multiple days later. <laughs> Just see me sitting there horrified. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't like them either, but I try not to be that scared of them. I can't, I can't help it. It's how I'm wired. Don't get me wrong. I do like if they're in my room, if they're over the threshold of a door, I'll like hop over yeah. the threshold. <laughs> I'll run through the door. I always said growing up, uh, whoever I'm in a relationship with needs to not be scared of yeah. insects and spiders and um, be able to kill them. Yep. So, I don't know. Is Carla... Did Carla kill them? Carla killed them. Mm. Yes, she did. She was very good about killing them. I, it would be... <laughs> it would be like 2, 3 in the morning and she would wake up and I'm standing on the bed <laughs> eye to eye with a spider <laughs> on the ceiling and she's like, oh, God, please... <laughs> Please, <laughs> and I would try not to wake her up, and I would try You're to go about standing my business. On the <laughs> I know, I know. I'm I I'm sorry, Carla, <laughs> for the years, of Spider. Um, I'm I'm just I'm horrified. I'm I'm genuinely horrified. So it's tough. It's a tough life. 
<laughs> it's probably a tough life for them getting stomped on. Then get out of the house. <laughs> Don't be in the house. I have a picture of a spider outside of my dad's house. It's the biggest thing I've seen. It, it massive. I put my card next to it, and it's like almost the size of my card. <laughs> so it's like these things should not be here. I don't want them to exist. I don't care about. I hate flies. Flies are so annoying. But I'd rather have flies in my house than a spider. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. For sure. Because everyone's like, "Well, they eat the flies and eat all these things." I don't care. Mosquitoes bite me. Whatever. I don't. I don't want a spider in my house. I really don't. <laughs> That's why I have that that thing in my office, a lavender spray or something, because it's got like mint in it too, and they're not supposed to like mint. Oh. Yeah. Nice. I'd like to see you on an episode of like Fear Factor. Not that oh. that exists anymore, but in a tub full of Stop. spiders, oh. of tarantulas. I feel tub full neck. of tarantulas. I feel it on my neck right now. I don't like this. I don't like this. So the starries. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the starries happened. No spiders at the starries that we saw. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, not I'm at for, the I was stars. For anything. Not at the stars. <laughs> There's just a big spider in the seat, disguised. <laughs> it's dressed in a tux. If it came in black tie apparel, you couldn't do anything about it. You got to let them in. But yeah, so so that happened. First ever stories. I've been trying to do this. <laughs> that happened. <laughs> I've been trying to do the stories for years, and uh, and we did it. I thought it was a lot of a lot of fun. It was a lot of uh, a lot of work. In the last week, but I'm glad we did it. Yeah, me too. It was a very rough draft of what's to come, but um, I thought for the time we had, we did a good job. Yeah, I agree. I like that the videos took a lot off of us, so it wasn't like just so intently on us. (laughs) (laughs) We plan to write a lot of it on vacation, but then we're on vacation. Like, enjoy yourself. Yeah. Well, I mean, we did write a good portion. We wrote a, a mm-hmm. large chunk, yes. Yeah, I was with Carla's help. So thank you, Carla. Yeah, shout out Carla. So I was surprised that that we did it because, like, I don't know. Once you're there, you're like, eh, I don't want to write this. Yeah, I know. You you said the one day you were like, do you want to wake up early and work on it? And I was like, no, but I will. <laughs> <laughs> and I did not wake up early. That day. Yeah, we didn't. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I I thought it was a lot of fun. Well, you want to go over our winners? Yeah. Okay. Um, so we started off with best set, and that was Sweeney Todd. We had thirty people vote. Let's preface that we had thirty people vote. All people who Ooh, saw every should... show. Well, never mind. What? Well, for some of them, we should never. <laughs> I was gonna say for like the show ones and like this one, we should say what we thought should have won in our personal opinions. Sure. Okay. Because then it shows that it's not rigged. I, yeah. I I have all the the polls out. Alex and I had no intent on rigging anything, and we did not Dude, rig we had anything. No intent. Yeah, I hope not. Yeah, no. I <laughs> I just want to be like very transparent. very transparent about the whole thing. I, I have all the the voting saved. You can see who every single person voted for. All the numbers line up. Uh, we keep, we kept it clean. We kept it clean. Because <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't I don't want there to be any thought of of canoodling. Or whatever. I don't know if canoodling works in that. I don't know if it does, but it's early. <laughs> it's so early. Yeah, I don't think canoodling works. <laughs> I woke up this morning at... Rigging? Rigging, sure. I woke up this morning at like 7.30. Or no, I woke up at 7.25. I had my alarm set for 7.30. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to set an alarm for like 8.45. 
And then I woke up at 8.12 and I'm like, am I kidding myself? What am I doing? I can't, I can't wake up at 8.45 and be here on time. <laughs> I did the same thing. I, I woke up at like 7.30, went back to bed. And then I woke up at 8.15. I was going to wake up at 8.30, but I just couldn't go back to sleep. I actually, fun fact, um, I cried for like 30 seconds. <laughs> I woke up. <laughs> and I really thought for a minute I was going to end up crying on the podcast today. Why? I just, I, I was lying in my bed. And I, I just got very overwhelmed with ultimately having to go back to work tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but also I just feel like we had so much going on this summer yes. with Sweeney Todd and then we had North Carolina which was so much fun and then uh we came back and had to work on the stories and now I feel like we're getting back to regularly scheduled programming. Yes. And it kind of feels like there's an end to something. I don't I mean end of the summer coming and and I don't know. I was overwhelmed to me it was like bittersweet feeling that I had yeah. Even though I'm still working on a show with you and and our friends, I still feel like I don't know, just bittersweet. Yeah. No, I agree. It, it's definitely it's definitely bittersweet because there's I'm excited that we're moving past everything. Like we did everything, we accomplished everything we wanted this summer. But like I was always looking forward to that trip. Yeah. I was so excited for that trip, and Sweeney was my life for a while. So, like, moving past both of those is, like, great, we did it. But also, like, oh, now I don't really have anything to look forward to. Yeah. And it's also just, like, having so much going on at once yeah. to not not as much. Right. Like, I was anxious because I had so much going on that I couldn't focus on other things outside of um, the musical. And then I decided to do another play, and I'm like, oh, I, I won't have as much time to focus on those things that I want to. But um, ultimately, I just you gotta pick your battles, and I don't know. Yeah, I like I like our rehearsals though. They couldn't be more different than yeah. Sweeney. Rehearsals. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wow, there's only like how many of us? Ten. Yeah, yeah, ten of us in the in the building for those. So it's. It's been fun. Like I, I genuinely enjoy, and they're low key. We just get work done, and and we end early, yeah. not early enough to start anything over, but early enough to just hang out and talk if we want to. Yeah. So I do enjoy this rehearsal process. No, I do too. It's been a nice because it's not like you're just stop quitting cold turkey from Sweeney every day. Forty people in the same room and everyone's yeah. high energy. Now it's just like taking a step down from a monster step down from that and like low key, but still putting work in. Yeah. Agreed. I enjoy it. Yeah. I don't think I've ever had a shorter cry. Like it was really like 30 <laughs> seconds <laughs> and like tears streaming yeah. down my face for 30 seconds. It wasn't even a full minute. <laughs> and then I just wiped them away. It got off. <laughs> we could have pushed this back. <laughs> no, no, it was fine. <laughs> I would have been fine coming in whenever you had to. No, it was fine. I'll just cry later. <laughs> <laughs> Once this goes off, anyway. <laughs> I might join you. <laughs> I just really don't want to go to work tomorrow. I feel exactly the same. <laughs> I feel exactly the same. I always feel this sense of freedom when I'm on vacation or just off from work. And then 
you go back after a week and you're like, oh my God. Yeah. People telling me what to do and being in a gray, just, I, I don't know. I don't like being in an office setting where yeah. it's just like gray cubicles. I hate it. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. I was talking to Nat about this on the way home from vacation. Like, we just got a glimpse of what life could be <laughs> right. for yeah. five days, like doing whatever you want, going out and seeing the world, exploring, hanging with your friends. And now we will go back to five days a week being stuck in a building that we would rather die than be in. Yeah. And it would be different if it was like three days a week. Yeah. Not five. Max four. But this is what I also don't don't understand. I know we're going on a rant that is completely far off from the stories, but, but I, I like the rant. <laughs> okay, um, people want four day work weeks, but then the downside to that is you're working ten hour days to keep the forty hours. I don't want that. Keep the eight hours with the four days. I don't want to work two extra hours in a day. I will yeah. never see daylight. Yeah. That no, doesn't I, make sense I, to me. Yeah. And I, I work in, at a, a warehouse and we ship crap out. And they're flexible when I have to miss. And I have to miss a lot because the theater. Like, I'm very transparent that, like, if the theater gets in the way of this job, I have no problem leaving this job. Like, I'm A-OK with me. <laughs> so I – during, like, the Christmas months, like, pretty much from November until January – I literally don't see daylight. Oh my God. I, I, the mornings are dark. I go in, I work, and I get out, and it is pitch black out. And it's like, this is, what am I doing here? <laughs> this is my life. It is not good for anyone's health. No. To never see daylight. No. We also don't have a window in the whole building, so. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, no. It's a, it's, a, it's a warehouse. Yeah, but not one. Not where I am. Maybe in other parts of the building, but certainly not There's not like an office in the warehouse? There's an uh, there's like a whole front part of the warehouse that's like, we don't go in there because it's the office people. Do they have windows? <laughs> they might. I don't know. Probably. I'm sure they got windows and carpet and heat. Yeah. <laughs> I'm over here slaving away in the, in the cold. No windows. Then every day is just dark. Every day you leave and it's, it's lit. I have to use my flashlight to get in my car. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's like this is... And this might be hell. Yeah, no, that's not good. You like, need you need the the sunlight. Yeah, we got to get good jobs at. Like, let's create. I want to create a company and and just have jobs that we control. Yeah, you know what? If Mike listened to this podcast, you know what he would say. <laughs> create something. Create your own podcast <laughs> company. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, All right. Well. Stories. Yeah, let's get back to that. Where did we leave off? Best set. I don't think we. Said oh yeah, was. we didn't. Did we? I don't <laughs> no. Know. Best set was Sweeney. Todd. Oh wait, yeah, we did. We said it was Sweeney Todd. Oh, but we were gonna say what we thought deserved it. Although this one, I do agree. This one definitely Sweeney Todd. Yeah. Yeah. I absolutely agree with that. I'm not gonna say my feelings on the people. Ones. Oh yeah, no, that's why I yeah, was yeah. like maybe not, but just the general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah. So set. Yeah. Sweeney Todd. We put so much work in. I think that's one of. I think that's a top five set all time. Maybe yeah. top three. Maybe and I think three. just so many people worked on it too. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out Sweeney set. <laughs> uh, oh, I don't remember where we went from there. Did we go male supporting? 
I think we went male supporting. I and think it was female. Oh, female. That's right. You're right. You're right. Female supporting. And that went to Vanessa Stipkovitz for Irina Sinkova. And I never saw another butterfly. I thought that was a good uh, good choice. Mm-hmm. Good choice. I mean, there are so many good choices for that. I, I don't think any answer would have been wrong from that. Yeah. Um, Agreed. I'm glad that butterflies had some representation. I know. Though. That's so nice. Yeah. Yeah. I Really one of the most important things you could see, I think. So, yeah. Then we did Best Male Supporting, and my dad won that for the director, and here we sit. Again, I don't think there was a bad choice for that. Um, I think he was incredible as Reverend Brittle, but I also voted for him as the director, and here we sit, because that is truly one of my favorite things that he ever does. Yeah. I mean, he was just... He seemed very... It was. It seemed very natural for him to just be <laughs> play that character. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he said it. It was a work. Yeah. But um, he didn't have. He just ad libbed, or he. Yeah. No. He he would go out there without anything like concrete. Yeah. Just like I'm gonna hit this, this, and this, and he nailed it every night. Yeah. So I I I definitely think he he deserve that i love that at all three times i've seen here we sit that's been my my favorite that that is one of my favorite scenes in in that show yeah as well then where'd we go from there best best direction yeah i won that for frankenstein and that was i i was very appreciative that i i won that because my, I mean, I got everything from my dad. So as much as it is a win for me, it's also a win for him because it's all all him. <laughs> That's true. Yes, I I agree that I like that you won for Frankenstein. It, it was just meant to be. Yeah, yeah. Because that was my first show. I was talking to Amanda about this after Frankenstein closed, and she's like, "So when did you start really feeling like you had something or you were comfortable?" And I said, "This." Like Frankenstein was my first Mm -hmm. where I felt I got the majority. I mean, you're never going to get 100% of you on the stage. It's never going to be 100% your vision. So this was the closest I ever got to having that for sure. Yeah, I think Frankenstein is when you became a director. Yeah. You weren't just like an apprentice or just like shadowing your dad. You really stepped into it. Yeah. And that's what my dad said too. He he talked to me on the closing Sunday of Frankenstein. It's just like one of my best, one of my favorite conversations of my life, and was just saying all that. He's like, because he's used in all my shows before that, and he was he would always step in and, and help where I needed help, and I always needed help. And he said for this one, he's like, I could have stepped in multiple times, and he's like, I didn't because you you had it, mm-hmm. and so like that meant the world to me to hear. So. Yeah, I, I, it will always have a special place in my heart. So winning for that was was amazing that I can have that star in my office now. <laughs> well deserved. Thank you. <clears throat> then we had what moment? Yes, I think so. Moment. So we added Alex and I added an award, uh, best moment, and I think this will be one a really fun one to pick yeah. out every year, and um. Vanessa and Joanne won it for their their fireside talk in Halloween Dreams. And I I just – I can't say any more about it than I've already said. It is just like – 
I think about that every day. Yeah. You really, you couldn't let it go. Yeah. You kept thinking about it and coming back to it. And you're like, I really feel like we need to recognize these two people. Yeah. And yeah, you really just like it. I think at some point I was like, this is just the way it works. Like not everyone gets to win an award, even if it's deserved. But um, yeah, you made this specifically for a moment that you felt deserved recognition. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, there are so many great moments. Like I, I was saying yesterday at, at the thing, like so many great moments to choose from Ben walking down the stairs. Sean um, had so many great moments in, in Sweeney Todd as Sweeney slit and throats coming mm-hmm. out, him coming out of the center is like my favorite thing ever. Yeah. Um, so many great moments throughout the season, but like this one was like, I remember people walking away from the show and just being like, I don't know what to say. Like that was, that was it. And that's huge. And, and it made the ending, it elevated everything in that show. So I, we, we needed to recognize that. And there are parts of like that every season. There are parts of like that every show. Yeah. So it'll be hard to to continue to pick stuff like that. But when something stands out and is as excellent as that was, and it, it yeah, needs and it clearly stood out to you because you couldn't stop thinking about it. Yeah. Like out of all the choices, you were just like, that that is the one. Yeah. Yeah. So congratulations. Yeah, those two making moments. Um, where do we go to that? Um, Best male. How many are left? What did we do? Four? Male, female, show. Oh, direction, moment. Okay, so yeah, I think there's only three more. So we went male. Yeah. We went with um, Ben Torres as the creature. And you said, I like what you said to him yesterday. What did I say? (laughs) (laughs) No, all I, all I, what I remember is just what I feel, which is, I think he deserved it. Um, I don't know what else I said said specifically. You were like, his face was like, oh yes, okay, okay, that's what you meant. Okay, yeah, um, yeah. So when you announced his name, I was watching him because I obviously knew he won already. Yeah. Um. So I was watching him, and his face just lit up. I, I've never seen, like, a more shocked expression on someone. And it, it was it was really fun to watch him be very excited and yeah. shocked. Yeah. I, I was – I'm so happy for him. I mean, just every – every night, like, I would I, – I said this last time, too. Like, I would just – I would get emotional for him because everyone would just go crazy when him and Dan came out at the end. Yeah. And it's like – I, I mean, I've known Ben my whole life, so like I, I, I would just get so emotional because it's like this, you deserve this, like more than anyone, you you deserve this applause because I know the work you put into it, and you're just a very talented human being. Yeah, and you can tell he was just he was very excited. Like when he came on stage, yeah. he just gave like the biggest hug. It was so nice. Yeah, yeah. Shout out Ben. Love Ben. Yeah, love you, Ben. Definitely, definitely deserved. Um, then we went best female. In a leading role. Yes. And Gianna Montesanti won that one for Mrs. Lovett in yep. Sweeney Todd. Yes. Again, just deserved. Yeah. That was... When I saw the results, I was like, yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Yep. And I'm glad that's how it went. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. I, th- everyone in the, in the category was, was fantastic. Um, 
she put so much work in. She put so much work in, and and everyone was like saying she was just incredible. And yeah, then, like that was like the one of the big takeaways. Her and Sean were just blowing audiences away. Yeah. So yeah, deserved for sure. And it, the funny thing is, like we've known the winners for so long now. Yep. That. I forgot that most of the people in the audience, well, I mean, it should have been everyone. I don't know. Uh, they didn't know yeah. who was actually going to win. So I was like, oh, wait, yeah, they are very surprised yeah. when they hear their name. Yes. Yeah, they are actually <laughs> Which is surprised. fun because I'm like, I already know, but I, I love seeing the reactions. Yeah. Yeah, I would like to one year not know and just see what yeah, happens. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah. So maybe when we get different hosts, yeah. we'll, we'll do that. Like next year, the people who won this year could present. True, we could have it like that. Yeah, so we're not calling out every award, but it was the first one. Mm-hmm. We had no one to choose from. Then we went to best show, and best show went to Sweeney Todd. <laughs> Sweeney Todd. <laughs> <laughs> I, I. <laughs> uh, no, I love Sweeney Todd. Yet. Sweeney Todd is. In- incredible i think we did a fantastic job with it so many people who saw it and and as they were leaving were saying this might be the best thing that we've ever done yeah so like, that's great to hear and that's fantastic to hear my personal favorite and i it'll be like this forever is frankenstein but i think sweeney deserved it i i uh yeah we've had this conversation before i agree i think it's so hard because Sweeney Todd is such a big show and so many people came to see it. So it did deserve to win. Not saying that like it didn't at all, but Frankenstein for me was just that show that like yeah. it really got me. And maybe that's because I wasn't in it and I got to watch it. Yeah. So I got to experience it from a different perspective. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Frankenstein for me it was just so heart wrenching, and it I also it made me cry. So right. I you got a physical reaction from me, and I think the music was just my favorite. Um, everything about it I loved. I I loved the at the end when everyone drops. It was just, and I thought that that I wanted that to win. Because it was your first big uh, direction. Yeah, yeah. And you took elements of that and added it to Sweeney Todd. So Sweeney Todd was kind of like working off of the high you had from Frankenstein. Yes. Not that Sweeney Todd did not deserve to win. It did. But I just, I love Frankenstein. Yeah. No, me too. Me too. But that's just my opinion. Yeah. And, and clearly, my opinion did, did not align. So yeah, yeah. But it shows we didn't we did not yeah. mess with anything. Um, I do. I I like that Sweeney one. I just what I hope for is that it's not because we have a plaque now, a plaque, and we have twelve years on it. So we're going till twenty thirty five, and we. I just hope it's not musical, 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 musical. I don't think it will be. Yeah. It, it can't be for 12 years, but I see what you mean because it is the biggest show yeah. out of all of them. Right. Just by scale. So, yeah. yeah. 
we'll see. We'll see what happens. We got 12 more years of stories ahead of us. And then after then, we'll decide what we want to do. <laughs> 12 more. Uh, that's a long time. <laughs> it's a long time. We don't know where we'll be in, but yeah, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready All for right. them. Did we forget one or was that it? I believe that was it. I believe yeah. that was it. Yeah. All right. Well, congratulations to all of the winners. Yeah. Also, all the nominees. There are so many people who I realized they didn't even know they were nominated. I know. <laughs> I was like, oh, wait, they didn't actually know that they were they, a choice. They didn't get to vote because they yes. didn't see all the shows. But I think next year, maybe we should announce all the nominees. Weren't we? We were supposed to do that on the podcast. Probably. Yeah. I don't know why we didn't. We just forgot. Yeah. We were supposed to do that. Yeah, that was we our were bad. supposed to do that. Wow. Because then they would have, yeah, <laughs> then they would have been aware <laughs> that they were even up. Next year, next year, next year. Yeah. Oh, I think voting should be a little different next year. Uh, well, we'll figure it out. I, but I, I like everyone who won. I think everyone deserved oh, yeah, the yeah, win. Yeah. Nominees were fantastic. There are so many talented people. Congratulations to everyone who won. Congratulations to everyone who was nominated. And thank you for being part of the theater. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for coming. There were a good there was a good show of people. Yeah. Yeah, and thank you to my sister for making Oh my uh, god, this yes. Drink. Oh, we talked me and Vanessa talked to her yesterday. We suggested that she should make drinks for the Halloween party. Yes. That is what she said and she's already getting to work on it. <laughs> we should excited. say uh what our favorite part of the stories were. Okay. Um Wow. <laughs> I liked winning best director. Wow. Okay. That was it truly meant a lot <laughs> no, for me because yeah, people no. voted that. Like people liked <laughs> my direction, so like that means a lot to me. Nice, nice. Especially because nice. it's people like I know and love and respect. So it's like the fact that they're like they think what I did was good actually yeah. genuinely means a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um my favorite part was honestly us underneath the stage. Yes. Even though at the time we were both like, what are we doing? Why did we do this? Yep. And like your arm was going numb just My from arm was completely sitting numb. there. Uh, I was like, what if I slide through here and then my dress is just all <laughs> black and dirty? <laughs> your pants were covered in shavings, wood shavings. Yep, yep. Um, but it was really fun because afterwards people were telling us that they thought it was recorded. Like it was that smooth how we were talking. Yeah. And, uh, so I guess that went pretty well. Um, I also liked Ryan's bit. I loved Ryan's bit. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. That, that got a lot of laughs. For people who don't know, we had Ryan come out, um, up top where Ben did his, his dramatic walk down and he was shirtless and whatever. We had Ryan come out in, in the little underwear and he's like, guys, I'm, I'm ready for the bit. And Alex and I were like, nope, no, 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 we're not doing that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, we canceled that bit. <laughs> so that it was, it was a lot of fun. And, and I love the Sweeney bit too. Yes. Jenna and Sean came out and, and slit our throats or killed. You got bonked. I got yeah. my throat slit. And did a little number. And, yeah, I, I enjoyed all the bits. I, I enjoyed all of last night. I, I really actually had a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a good time. Exciting. Yeah. Even though I don't sound it right now, I'm just really tired. I am so tired. <laughs> uh, 
Um, we also did something else last night. We had everybody who is there write down suggestions for shows that they would like to see. And we have those suggestions right here in our midst. And um, we're going to read some of them. Yeah, and I know I'm not going to know some of them, so we'll have to look them up. Yeah, we'll look some up if we don't know them. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Um, I'll go first. Yeah. Okay, so this person, don't know who it is, but they suggested Mamma Mia. Yeah, I we're going to get Mamma Mia. A lot. A lot. And I, I and I've talked about it. I'm going to do Mamma Mia. It will be a musical that we do. Oh wow! Okay, so you're really set on doing it. Yeah, no, we will do it at some point. But it's like I'm. I still like directing musicals right now. I'm still into it. I still want to prove myself. Mamma Mia is not one that you can pr- take and say I'm going to prove myself as a director. You can literally have no set. You can have them come out in black cloths and sing and these just songs, sing, yeah. and people will enjoy it and have fun. Yeah. So there's nothing that. There's nothing for me in it, but we will do it one day just to please everyone. I saw Mamma Mia at Shay's years ago, and I wasn't really a fan. So I hope your version (laughs) is a lot better. I can't stand the story. The story is so dumb, and nobody comes for the story. Nobody cares about the story. Like, just sing ABBA, have a good time, dance. Yeah. And that's great. I'm all for it, but it's just there's nothing in it for me. And I also – I just don't – I don't remember specifically why I didn't like it other than I felt like I wasn't entertained. I was kind of bored, but it was a long time ago, so I don't really know anything else, any other reason why I didn't like it. But um, I love the movies, so – See, I I don't. Oh, I I, I it, it's a problem that every music movie musical has. They just got the people who can't sing, and when they're true, v- truly very talented singers who I know were interested in roles. I'm I'm sure. So it's like you know Meryl Streep, great actress, but come on. Yeah, I agree. I think the show for me is more just like it's a fun time. Yeah. Right. And that's great, and, and those are important to get out there. But I, right now, I still want to prove myself. I will say, my mom is a huge fan of Mamma Mia. So yeah. if we ever did that, or when we do it, she's going to be so excited. Like, who doesn't love the music? The music's fantastic. Yeah, um, I have another one on this same sheet. Yeah, Game of Tiaras. Now, I am not familiar with this one. Are you? Uh, somewhat. This is the one that Jill was talking about that's like a mix of Game of Thrones and Disney princesses. I knew it sounded familiar. Okay, so Jill mentioned it. Uh, I don't know if this Pulling is Pulling up the wiki. Okay, let's see. From what I've heard, I'm not interested in doing it. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be brutally honest with all of these. Okay. Where is the... Uh, okay, I'm just going to read this little thing and hope for the best. <laughs> <laughs> combining combining the gut-wrenching plot twist of Game of Thrones and the soul-numbing despair of Shakespearean tragedy, this adaptation of King Lear will leave you dying with laughter as the body count mounts. When you play the Game of Tiaras, you win or you die. Who? Yeah, I... But like, what exactly is happening in the game of tiaras? Tiaras or tiaras? What do you uh, say? Oh, that's tough. Um, I'm trying to think because I used to love watching toddlers and t- 
tiaras, I would say. Tabas See, I think I say tiaras. 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 I think it depends on what I'm saying. Because I yeah. think I would usually say tiaras. But toddlers and tiaras sounds wrong. <laughs> I mean, the whole Let show us know how you so, pronounce this word. The whole show was so wrong. It such a bad show. It was so ridiculous. Um, here, I found an, another one. Okay. Um, when the aging king of a magical kingdom, in parentheses, England, <laughs> decides... <laughs> Magical Kingdom, England, <laughs> decides to split his empire between his three daughters, Cinderella, Belle, and the Snow Queen, who in no way resembles... That was also in parentheses. Apparently, Snow Queen, who in no way resembles a copyrighted character. <laughs> okay. See, that's fine. I enjoy that. That's funny. Yeah. Terrible tragedy ensues. Terrible, hilarious tragedy. And then it goes on to say what I already read. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, not... In the near future, I wouldn't hold on to that one, but... I mean, that could also be interesting. Cinderella, he splits it between Cinderella, Belle, and Snow Queen? So Snow Queen is, is which one? Is it is it Frozen Girl or is it Snow White? <laughs> I don't think it's Frozen Girl. <laughs> <laughs> What's her name? I for, Elsa. Elsa. <laughs> um, my mind goes to Snow White. And that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother thing with the movie coming out. It's got to be Elsa. It has to be Snow Queen. No way. You know where else my mind goes to is um, the Lion, the Witch, and the road Wardrobe with the... I forgot what her name is, but... I know what you're talking about, yeah. The cruel... Definitely not that. <laughs> <laughs> it makes we, the most sense. She's like a that. ruler and she's in winter. <laughs> <laughs> so is Elsa. Elsa literally shoots snow from her fingertips. Yeah, but that's too like childish. This whole thing doesn't sound childish to you. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It kind of sounds interesting. But... Yeah, probably probably not for me, though. <laughs> Have you ever seen Game of Thrones? Mm, I can't. I would never in my life watch Game of Thrones. Why? I I don't care about old... Um, what is that called? Like, I don't, I don't care about dragons. I don't care about magic. None of that stuff is, is for me. Um... Also, I mean, there's no need for gratuitous sex scenes every five seconds. I will agree with that. However, the story itself, I think it was great. I loved it. And Mustafa was a huge fan until uh, the very last episode that just kind of like ruined it all. Yeah. Because it was like you had, I don't know, eight seasons, I want to say, uh, of just like great storylines and then you just ruined it with how you ended it yeah i'm never gonna watch it not okay. for me got it no i'm just i'm putting it out there no i know okay uh i got a whole lot on okay. this one all right so agatha christie i i just uh assume that means anything by agatha christie we have done a couple i would enjoy to go back to them yeah which ones have you done do you know um and then there were none that's her right i think sure um, I've never really read a lot of Agatha Christie, to be honest. I've o I've always seen her books when I was a kid. I would see her name everywhere, and I just never picked one up. Yeah, um, I'm trying to make sure I get like actual Agatha Christies. Maybe she didn't write that one, and now I just look like a fool. What was it called? One. Oh, I'm a fool. And then there were none. Oh. <laughs> Who wrote? Sorry, I'm looking it up right now. 
It used to be called. No, she, she said, did yeah, write it. Yeah, Let's it go. It. Okay, all right. I'm not a fool. Uh, did she write Mousetrap as well? I didn't know she wrote Death on the Nile and Murder on the Orient Express. Yes. All right. So she wrote Mousetrap and uh, and then there were none. And then there were none used to be Ten Little Indians. And very good. That's a very, very good uh, show. And so was Mousetrap. I loved Mousetrap. So, yeah, we've done two two of hers. Probably more. I just am unaware of. It would make sense for you guys to do yeah, yeah. her stuff. Yeah. Uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. I talked about this in Jill's episode, I think. Mm-hmm. It's so... This, all right, so there's another one on this list. I can't do either of these shows soon because they're both raunchy. And uh, I would love to get to a point where I could do like I would love to direct Rocky Horror Picture Show. I can't stand it, but I would love to direct it. Yeah, I was gonna say I thought you said you didn't like it. No, I hate it. I hate it so much. The movie is so awful. It's so bad. The music is not good. The music is so bad. But I would I would like to try my hand at it and see what happens. I think you should play the titular character. Oh, I would love to. I would love to. I just can't sing. Yes, um, you can. Ari had a, a fan cast for that, and I think I was. Oh, who's the guy? Oh, the main guy, not, not uh, Curry, but the other guy, the guy with Susan Sarandon. I was him, and Carla was Susan Sarandon, and uh, that would have been, that would have been hilarious. Yeah, I think that should happen. Uh, it definitely won't, but <laughs> it would be a lot of fun. A Night of Dark Intent. Oh, oh. I, I want to know who it. wrote this one. I know who wrote it. Who? Ari. Oh, <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, A Night of Dark Intent, love. Absolutely I could love. totally see Ari in that. Yeah. You know, if she gets a little older and when she's a little older, I could see her definitely playing a character in that. Yeah, I'm 100% directing it next time we do it. I, I want to get my mitts on that one. Mamma Mia talked mm. about it. Little Shop of Horrors. That seems like a popular one. I just wanted to reiterate. I did not pronounce that well enough. Little Shop of Horrors. <laughs> horrors. It came out <laughs> It came out too quickly, but you know what I meant. Uh, yes, that would be a lot of fun. I would love to, to do that one one day. The big plant. That would be... Uh, I think I'd have a lot of fun designing all of that stuff. Heather's. Heather's mm. is uh, – let me tell you something here. <laughs> I am so in love with Heather's right now. It's not even funny. I'm nonstop – I listen to the soundtrack on the way here. I am nonstop listening to Heather's right now. Oh, I got to listen to the soundtrack then. The music is amazing, but that's this is the other one that was on the list that is too raunchy to do right now. I think we would lose a lot of people. Like Sweeney Todd, I would probably say is like the most edgy thing we've done. And it wasn't, it yeah. wasn't edgy. I mean, it was, yeah, it was still very safe. So I, I mean, there's there's a lot in Heather's. There's a lot to unpack from that, and swearing and sexual situations. It's about kids in high school, and it takes a crazy dark turn. And it's so much fun, but the music is amazing. You ever heard Seventeen? Mm-hmm. That song, Seventeen. Mm-hmm. Incredible, yeah. I mean, like one of the 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 one of my favorite musical songs ever created. 
So I would I would love to one day do that, but down the line. Yeah, maybe down the line. Bat Boy. Wow, there's a lot on this one. Yeah. Um, Bat Boy is something that Vanessa's been talking to me about as well. Um, But that, I mean, not up for consideration right now because I want to continue on and do at least like three to five blockbusters. What is Bat Boy? Um, Yeah, we could look up. You want to look up or do you want me to? No, I can do it. Okay. Uh, She loosely explained it to me. But again, that's another one that's a little out there. Whoa. Oh, okay. Hold on. Let's... Okay. Bat Boy the Musical is an American horror rock musical with a book by Keithy Farley or Keith Farley and Brian Fleming and music... Okay, sorry. I'm just trying to get to the... Oh my god. It flew off the table. Story about a half-boy, half-bat dubbed Bat Boy who grew up living in a cave. Oh... Huh. You know, that goes with the theme of the horror aspect of the theater. Yeah. It's just not big enough to do right now, so that would be a down-the-line one. And by down-the-line, I mean, like, not maybe, like, a decade. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get some big guys out of the way first. Wow, yeah, I wonder how, like... I wonder what the deeper themes in that are because it it's like a it sounds like a similar storyline just to any story that's had like this person is half this and half like half wolf half man yeah but I'd have to read further into it yeah um then I got two more okay Coraline here's the thing about Coraline I it's obviously not public domain I would love to get in contact with the writer of the book and ask if I could adapt it. I'll pay him. I don't I don't care like I'd pay him anything. I would love to do Coraline in any form. There there is a musical off Broadway. I'd rather not do that and I'd rather like just follow the book and and do our own thing. I I could die happy after directing Coraline. I think you'd have a great time directing that. That would be like if I could do Coraline and Greatest Showman in one season, oh my god, you guys could could bury me, take me out back. <laughs> I don't care. That would be it. I'd like to do Coraline. That'd be fun. Oh yeah, the set would be insane. The effects would be insane. Like I already have like plenty of thoughts about it. Uh, then she put Ginger Football Girl. <laughs> oh, uh, time out for Ginger. Yeah, that's what Jill mentioned. No, this was this was no, no. But that's what we talked about on Jill's episode. No, this is the the, the Marissa show. Oh yes, it was Marissa. Sorry. Time off, time yeah. off for Ginger. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, probably not going to do that again because of low attendance. Uh, I love the story though. The story was was great. It was a lot of fun to watch, but probably not going to return to that. Sadly. Okay. That's it. That's okay. the list. All right. My next one. Uh, okay. I don't know if... Is this Kinder Transport or Kender Transport? Let me look it up. Kender Transport. Kender, like K-E-N-D-E-R. Okay. I was not expecting that. Kender Transport. Okay. Wait, Kender... 
Kendra transport? Nope. It, no, nope, that's like no, a shipping. It does thing. not. <laughs> <laughs> does not. Oh, uh, this is not a thing. I don't think. Oh, what if this is this person's name? <laughs> <laughs> you said Kendra transport. <laughs> yes, I did. Oh wait. Oh, hold on. Right here, Kinder transport. Okay, yeah, Kinder. See, I wasn't sure if that's no, nope, what... that's a museum. Oh yeah, it is. Uh, okay, but it, uh, so this is it must be some kind of show. It's about all I'm seeing is, is Holocaust, a kinder transport, German for children's transport, was an organized rescue effort of children from Nazi controlled territories. So maybe that, maybe yeah, that's what the show is about. Yeah. yeah, I don't see a play, but but so it's about children. So maybe, maybe it's like write this play. At at El Dom. I wish they wrote their names so we could know who said this. I said you could write your names. I said you could write somebody else's oh, name. Okay. Or you could just not write your name at all. And everyone chose to be anonymous. Oh, wait, no. Kinder Sport Play. Kinder Transport Play is a play by Diane Samuels, which examines the life during World War II and afterwards of a kinder transport child. Uh, though fictitious, it is based upon many real kinder transport stories um yeah so it's uh surrounding the holocaust okay i don't know enough about it to say yes or no but like if it's short maybe you could do uh every other year do butterflies and do something like that absolutely that's good no i want to look that up later yeah uh little women Absolutely. I, I'm i going to direct that. I already talked to my dad about that, that I want to get my, my paws on it. Nice. Anytime in the future, near future? Um, sometime in the future. I actually – now, see, th- now I thought this would be interesting to talk about shows that we had on the docket for this year or like even next year because we've gone through probably near 15 – uh, winter classics wow for this year so um i don't know i'll, I'll talk to my dad though and see if okay. if i get the green light on okay. it. i don't want to out us yeah got it um i would love to be in little women that would be cool i know you've been saying you're like so many people so many women would audition it would be so hard for you it would be it would be just a wall of women and yeah. half of them would be my close friends i'd be like somebody <laughs> kill me somebody kill me but you gotta you gotta try if you want it okay um <laughs> photograph 51 never heard of this i like doesn't that say fahrenheit 51 it says photograph i oh, know isn't that 451 yes <laughs> my fault <laughs> <laughs> you're the stupid one no i'm just kidding i never i didn't call you stupid but no, I'm just, just kidding <laughs> okay uh play by anna ziegler where do you find play? Because all I see is is an X-ray based fiber. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I see it. Never mind. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, Photograph Fifty One is a play by Anna Ziegler. Op- uh, okay, I thought I had a better one. Opened in the West End of London in September 2015. The play. Oh well, you were kind of right. The play focuses on the often overlooked role of X-ray crystallographer. Rosalind Franklin in the discovery of the double helix structure of DNA while working at King's College London. 
wait, somebody talked about this. Who? Oh, I don't know. But then they said something like, like it, it shows like women. Women in the. Yes. Yep, yep. Yep. Oh, I think we talked about this on the podcast. Maybe not. Maybe. I no, maybe. I've never heard of this before. Oh. I hope we haven't because I've never heard of this before. So I think somebody, I think somebody mentioned it here. Oh, God. I'm sorry. Whoever it was, I love you. No, but I like that idea. Um, women in STEM. Yes. And then and then you made a joke. Like, or somebody <laughs> made a joke. And they're like, yeah, because, like, or, like, someone's like, yeah, get women the recognition they deserve. And you're like, yeah. Wow. I'm was, really sorry to this person. I was sitting here like, I'm an ally, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, if anyone remembers, let us know. Yeah. Uh, Carousel. Mm, probably not. Because uh, I don't love the story. Maybe, though. Maybe. I love I love a, a, a little carnival setting on stage. I would love to do that. I've never touched anything like that. So That would be cool. I think you could make the stage look really cool for that. Yeah. Um, I think this a, a song from Carousel is something Jenna sang at her. Yes. The snow one, right? Chorus thing, choir performance. Um, Mr. Mr. Snow or something. Yeah, I loved that song. So Very good. And Kelvin sang in Hope is Contagious. Kelvin sang a song from Carousel. Oh. Um, Kelvin's got a beautiful voice. Shout out, Kelvin. Hi, oh, he Kelvin. listens. Shout out, Kelvin. Oh, hi, Kelvin. Kelvin's got a. I love Kelvin's <laughs> voice. I, I genuinely do. So, I'd love to to utilize his talents in one of my musicals. Is is Kelvin the guy? Did he come to the theater recently? Like <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people have come. No, to the no, no. Theater no. Like, like when was it? I don't know uh, if it was Sweeney during. Todd yeah, yes, during a rehearsal. Yes. Yes, and I think I was in my red cape in uh by the entrance and he said hi to me and i was like who is this man saying hi to me <laughs> i was like i don't how and he said hi alex and i was like oh because he listened i but i didn't know <laughs> i definitely have met him before i think like once i'm sure but a while ago and i i was like oh, i feel so bad because you know me and i don't know your name yeah but uh hi kelvin i know you now <laughs> I had people at work say that every time you came on stage, like, hey, that's a podcast girl. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, okay. Next one. This is the last one. Fiddler. 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 <laughs> Fiddler. <laughs> Fiddler. <laughs> I don't know why it came out like that. Fiddler. <laughs> Fiddler. <laughs> oh, no. I'm not <laughs> I'm not directing Fiddler on the Roof. I'm sorry. Just too much? Oh, uh, I don't. It's like three hours long. It's old. I'm, I want to stay away from old stuff. Wow. You know, there's a lot of enlightenment in old things. Oh, there are. No, for sure. But uh, it's been done in this building okay. twice already. Oh, okay. Um, and I want to stay away from stuff that my mom did right now just so I can differentiate myself. Okay. Mine. Little Women, number one. <laughs> Woohoo! It'll happen. Uh, the importance of being earnest. I we talked about this too. Yes, we talked about this a couple times. I'm unfamiliar with, like, I haven't read it. I know the story. I understand the story, but I haven't read it, so I can't say yes or no. Mm. 
Are you looking it up or no? Yeah. Okay. I, I've heard... I, I know what this is, but... I want to know the background. Uh, okay. Is a farcical comedy in which the protagonists maintain fictitious personae to escape burdensome social obligations. Working within the social conventions of late Victorian London... The play's major themes are the trivility with which it treats institutions as serious as marriage and the resulting satire of Victorian ways. Okay. Yeah. Uh, see, I, I would be all for that. That That's like my cup of tea. That's a book I would read. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not crazy about, again, like I'm not crazy about some of like the old stuff and like Victorian and... I don't see myself laughing. Yeah, but I don't see myself laughing at that. But I don't laugh at a lot, and I hate comedy, so (laughs) that could be part of it. Next, we have The Odd Couple. I am familiar with this, but I I do have the synopsis up. Okay, cool. Two suddenly single pals, a sloppy sports writer, and a... I don't know what that word is. News writer. Strain their (laughs) friendship by turning roommates and unconsciously repeating the same mistakes they made in marriages they just left. Hmm. Um, I have, I do own the script, actually. I read it, oh, I was supposed to direct a musical, or no, I was supposed to direct a comedy this year, but then my dad and I made the switch of everything, so um, I was trying to find stuff for it, and I never actually read it. It sounds fun. It sounds like a, a fun time. I just, I, I, comedies just don't do it for me. Okay. But I mean, there's a slot for them. So, yeah. I mean, it's, it's got to do it for somebody. It's just not me. <laughs> <laughs> it's not me. So, wait, you just don't want to direct comedies at all? No. Okay. No, I would love if I never had to direct another comedy in my life. Truly. Not my thing. I think you should direct Curious Savage. Oh, my <laughs> God. If my dad ever came up to me and, like, we're doing Curious Savage and you are <laughs> directing it, I think I might just faint. Uh. <laughs> uh, then we have Arsenic and Old Lace. We talked about that, too. Yeah, funny story. I was supposed to direct it the COVID year, and uh, I tried to read it I probably three times, and I just couldn't stomach it any time I tried to open that script. No interest. Hey, comedy... Um, don't like old comedy. Didn't it just doesn't do it for me. I maybe it'll appear on the stage again, but I certainly won't be behind it. Maybe your dad. Maybe my dad. Yeah, I think my dad likes it. Uh, just not not for me. Okay, is that it? Yep. Oh yay! We have one from Michelle. All right. All right. Sunday in the park. Uh, hold on. Sunday Sunday in the park with George. Yes, okay. Do you want me to read about that? Sure. Okay. We've definitely mentioned this. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Someone has. Um, I think I liked the synopsis when I heard it. Yes, I'm looking up synopsis right now. Here we go. Oh, it was nice with the other one because it just popped up. It's a 1983 musical... With music and lyrics by Stephen Sondheim and a book by James Slapine or whatever. It was inspired by the French pointillist painter George Seurat's painting, A Sunday Afternoon on the Island of La... The whole painting name, whatever. The plot revolves around George, a fictionalized version of Seurat who 
immerses himself deeply in painting his masterpiece and his great-grandson, also named George, a conflicted and cynical contemporary artist. The, yeah, and then it talks about the Broadway. Yes, that that's the one that my dad um, said that he would love to see after Sweeney. Oh. I, oh, yeah, because you were like, my dad never wanted to do Sondheim. Yes. And now he's all for it. Yeah, I think it would be just gorgeous. And I think it would be a lot of fun to play with all that and play with pointillism. Um, yeah, I, I think it would be fun. I'm certainly not against it. Okay. Uh, next one, Dogfight. Never heard of it. Okay, let's see. what. Oh, it's a musical? Okay. Dogfight is a musical with music and lyrics by Pasek and Paul and a book by Peter... Dutchin, I hope I said that right. Uh, I I definitely butchered all my names, so you're good. And I have so many more names to go. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on, let me get to the synopsis. (laughs) It gives a whole long thing. I just want the plot. Okay. (laughs) On November 21st, 1963, a group of young Marines is gathered in San Francisco the night before they ship off to Vietnam. They decide to celebrate their last night of freedom with a cruel game they call a dogfight, where every man sets out to find the oh yeah, fi- uh, sets out to find the ugliest girl he can and brings her to a party. Yes, we were talking about this. I think backstage at one point. Um, Sounds pleasant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was some. Yeah, like someone brings a girl. And someone that they think is ugly, and then she ends up finding out. That that's what it's for. Yeah. I mean, I would. That sounds interesting to me. Um, I don't know. It doesn't pique my interest, but I'm I haven't read it, so maybe I'll have to read through it and get back to you. Sorry, <laughs> I was I was I was just reading like reviews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, I I feel like I've heard of it now that you read that. Um, imagine being cast as an ugly girl. Yeah, but I, th- <laughs> but I think it's not necessarily just like plain old ugly. It's more just like uh, unconventional attract. Like you're just un. <laughs> you're called ugly. You're no! straight up called ugly. No, that but, but it doesn't have to be that way. Here's the ensemble you're of just uglies. Not, you're just not conventionally attractive. Where it's like, I don't know, maybe like blonde hair, blue eyes. Maybe cast a redhead. I don't know. <laughs> no. It means that they're ugly. They're going out to find the ugliest women they could find. They're not going to be like, oh, this girl has red hair. Well, I bring think, her in. I think we were talking about it, and they were like, well, they brought that same point up. Like, yeah. oh, wouldn't that be so rude to the actress who, or the actresses who are considered ugly? But I think who was playing the character wasn't necessarily ugly. They were just unconventionally attractive. According to that's, in someone else's words, that's so sad. <laughs> everyone's everyone's beautiful in their own way. <laughs> <laughs> so you gotta be like a beautifully ugly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, next, into the woods. No. <laughs> <laughs> Flat out, no. Too hard. It's too hard. the The music is absurd. So, and that's where Sondheim was really just like, let's see how crazy I can go and see what people will listen to. And uh, it's not very good, in my okay. opinion. 
<laughs> um, I have to admit, I've never seen this. I've always wanted to. I've heard of it a lot, and I just never. Yeah, before I understood Sondheim and knew him, I thought it was a cool premise, and then I I listened to it, and I'm like, oh, no. But this is one I need to watch. Um, Spam a lot. Probably not. Why? Because it's old. Not just because it's old, because it's boring, too. Mm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the last one, the play that goes wrong. Oh, I've had that suggested to me many, uh, many times. Do you know what times. it's about? Yes, it's about a play that goes wrong. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, I read a whole thing about it. I saw clips from it. Um, just everything in the within the play goes wrong. So, I mean, the audience is obviously in on it. And uh, you just watch as everything goes awry. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, it sounds funny. It sounds like a good time. I'm Yeah. It's just a play. It's not a musical. Right. Okay. Um, again, that's a comedy realm, and that's not my realm. But I do believe that that sounds funny. Yeah. Um, last thing. As soon as they release the rights to Waitress. Mm. I would love to get my hands on Waitress at some point, yes. <laughs> not... <laughs> I would love to get my hands on the play on the musical waitress. Like my mind didn't even go there, so. I, well, right after I said it, I'm like, because I said, I was like, I'd love to get my mitts on Little Women. I'm like, oh, this is not what I mean. This is not what I mean. This is not representing me. <laughs> it's too early for this. Okay, I got a lot here again. Uh, the Arabian Nights. No idea what that is. <laughs> okay, this is one that I'm going to be like the first three. Super I don't know. Long. The first three I do not know. Um, there's just so many Arabian Nights. I don't know if I'm finding the right one. Um, I don't know. All I'm getting is the Thousand and One Nights. Yeah, I, I've heard of Arabian Nights and just not sure what it is. Like, I know the movie. Is it the same thing? Uh, I don't know. I love, okay, I'm looking up and I love that they don't give a synopsis. They tell you who wrote it, why they wrote it, when they wrote it, <laughs> where they were when they wrote it, when it premiered. I don't care about that stuff. I want to oh. know what it is. Oh, 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 wait, I think I got it. Please load. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, see, it gives me this long synopsis. I don't want the synopsis. I just want the plot. Yeah. Okay, well, let me just go back to here. A 12-member cast enacts... <sighs> I'm just... Oh, this is... I'm going to butcher this. Shahrazades? <laughs> Shahrzade's Tales of Love, Lust, Comedy, and Dreams. Um, It's a cliffhanger story. What? Okay, Shahrzade... I don't know if this is... (laughs) This is just going to be mumbo-jumbo up in here. Shahrzade's cliffhanger stories prevent her husband, the cruel ruler... I'm going to say Sharir just because... 
I have a friend whose name is spelled similarly, but I don't know if that's how it's pronounced. From murdering her and after 1,001 nights, Shreer is cured of his madness and Shahrazade returns to her family. I don't know if that made any sense. <laughs> I didn't. That went right over my head. I don't know anything uh, that just happened. Um, I just know. Okay, hold up, hold up, hold up. I'll just read this over again. A 12-member cast enacts Shahrazade's tales of love, lust, comedy, and dreams. Shahrazade's cliffhanger stories prevent her husband, the cruel ruler, Shreer, from murdering her, and after 1,001 nights, Shreer's cured of his madness, and Shahrazade returns to her family. This adaptation offers a wonderful blend of the lesser-known tales from Arabian Nights with the recurring theme of how the magic of storytelling holds the power to change people. The final scene brings the audience back to a modern-day Baghdad with the well of air raid sirens threatening the rich culture and history that are embodied by these tales. I knew it was a bunch of different tales, but I've actually never seen the movie. I don't know if it's the same thing as the play, but... Um... I don't know anything about it. I still don't think I do. So maybe... Let's look into it, though. Uh, Next is House of Blue Leaves. Don't know what that is. So that is a play is set in Sunnyside, Queens, New York City, New York, in 1965 on the day Pope Paul visited. The black comedy focuses on Artie, whatever his last name is, a zookeeper who dreams of making it big in Hollywood as a songwriter. Artie wants to take his girlfriend Bunny with him to Hollywood. His wife, ben- Bananas, is schizophrenic and destined for the institution that provides the play's title. Their son, Ronnie, a GI scheduled for deployment to Vietnam, has gone A-W-O-L. Three nuns are eager to see the Pope and end up in Artie's apartment. A political bombing mistakenly occurs in the apartment. Sounds dicey. That's a lot. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot to unpack right there. Yeah. Um, don't know. I... I'm unfamiliar with it. I'm unfamiliar with a lot of these on this list. Next is Funny Girl. I've heard about Funny Girl. Um, In this bittersweet classic musical drama, the vibrant and beautiful young Fanny Bryce uh, starts out as as a bit player on the New York City vaudeville stage, but works her way up to stardom on Broadway. Valued for her vocal and comedic talents by the renowned theater... Words and names, whatever. Uh, Fanny thrives, but her relationship with her suave, imprisoned businessman husband, Nick Arnstein, is another story. Sounds old. Um, (laughs) But not against. Not against. It it sounds like, I don't know, not not my thing, maybe. Um, Yeah, I I don't know. I just, my mind... Besides Barbara Streisand, my mind goes to Leah Michelle, and then from there I extrapolate like all the Glee drama. I hate Leah Michelle. And yeah, <laughs> I cannot stand Leah Michelle. I hope she hears this. <laughs> Godspell. Uh, my mom did it. I'd rather stay away from it. Truthfully. Uh, an original play. I looked this up to see if there was a synopsis or if this literally just means an original play. <laughs> a couple things about West Side Story came up, and I'm like, no, this is not what I looked up. Um, so, yeah, maybe you'll have better luck. My paper keeps flying away. 
Yeah. Well, okay, getting back to Funny Girl for a second, though, isn't the main characters Jewish? I don't know. Okay, anyone correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's supposed to be the case. So I feel like you'd have to have someone very specific for that role. Maybe not. Maybe I'm just, I don't know, someone correct me. Um. Yeah, I... I... That's not me. Okay. I don't know. Well, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to I'm audience. so sorry. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> okay. Now, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. I've heard of this one. Uh, based on the popular 1988 MGM film, takes us to the French Riviera uh, for high, hijinks and hilarity. Sophisticated suave with a good dash of mischief. This hysterical comedy features a delightfully jazzy score. And was nominated. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So uh, who played? Steve Martin and somebody played him, I believe. So that gives you a glimpse. Love Steve Martin. Oh. Funny. Yeah, I, I would like to maybe look into that. Uh, I think that could be a lot of fun. Um, a show where Trevor is lead was crossed out. <laughs> That's, I'll take that into consideration. <laughs> and then Music Man. Music Man, another one. My mom did. It's old. Probably not. At least in the next decade, I won't be touching Music Man. Okay. That's it. All right. Wicked. Talked about this before, I think. Yes. uh, I love Wicked. I would love to do Wicked. Um, It's not available. And also, flying is a concern. But I think a concern we can maybe work past. Um, I would love to do it. You definitely get a lot of people at that one, though. Absolutely. To audition and to see it. Yes. Yeah, I would love to. I would love to see that, but... Yeah, logistics, I guess. Yeah, it's really be not sometime. available? Damn. I, no, it, I don't think it's available. I'm, I'm actually almost certain it's not available. I wonder when it will become available. Yeah. I wonder. I, I would love to, to work with that. Now my mind just goes to Ariana Grande drama. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, Legally Blonde. No. No. No interest. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we got another Mamma Mia. Yeah. 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 We got another A Night of Dark Intent. Yes. And then The Greatest Showman. Yes. All right. Yes, please. I cannot wait until I I can do that. That will be my pride and joy. Yeah. All right. Uh, what do we got here? We got we got far from away. We can't do that. Um, Cinderella would love whoa, 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 to do. Why can't we do that one? Um. Well, if it's the one I'm thinking of, once you look it up. Oh, I wasn't looking it up. Oh, okay. I got you. Oh, what is happening? <laughs> I just... Yeah, no. Hold on. Let me just get the synopsis up. I'm sorry. I gotta fill the silence. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's a musical with book music by the, those guys. It is based on the events of Newfoundland town of Gander during the week following the September 11th attacks. When 38 planes carrying approximately 7,000 passengers were ordered to land unexpectedly at 
Gander International Airport. Characters in the musical are based on and in most cases share the names of actual residents and stranded travelers they housed and fed. The musical has been received by audiences and critics as a cathartic reminder of the capacity for human kindness in even the darkest of times. It interests me. Um, it's set on a plane. Um, it's sh- I, I think it's short. I want to say it's short, but I don't know. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. I, it's very emotional, I know for a fact. So um, maybe. Cinderella, yes, I would love to tackle Cinderella. I think that could be a beautiful show. Mamma Mia talked about. Arsene and Old Lace, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> The Foreigner. Oh. Um, my dad has been trying to get The Foreigner on stage for the past maybe five years. And I've always gotten in the way of it. Why? Because I I don't know. It, it's, a, it's a comedy. It's an older comedy. Um, both him and my mom love it. They, they talk about wanting to do it a lot. So I'm sure it'll be done at some point. But um, like I'm just not a comedy guy. Doesn't doesn't do it for me. And it's like I'd rather pull out a Lottie and Bernice and even consider going back to like old things like that. That's where I'm at. Okay. All right. Time out for Ginger. Hey, no, but yes, I love it. <laughs> I love Time Out for Ginger. I would love if we just got a bigger crowd for it. Yeah, Birds That Stay. Yes, please. <laughs> I am dying to direct Birds That Stay. Shout out to my dad. Honestly, shout out to my dad for just that script. I've never had a script make me feel like that. Like not even – I love All Through the Night with All My Heart, but like I feel like you have to see that one for it to, to resonate. The script, the words that he put out on the on the paper just are just magic. Man, I really got to see that. When's the last time you guys did it? 2015? 2016 or 2017. So it's not happening yet. No, nah, not for a while. All right. Uh, the Innocents. Uh, I'll read it because I don't know. We did it multiple years ago. Okay. This story of unspeakable horror, hopefully this is exactly what it is, begins when a young governess arrives at an English estate to oversee two precocious orphaned youngsters. Is this it? Yeah. Okay. There's also a motherly motherly cook, but these four aren't alone. They're haunted by fears and phantoms and by ghastly shadows. The governess and cook are terrified, but the children are possessed by the spirits and welcome their visitations. The governess learns the spirits are those of the former caretaker and maid, both perverse, who corrupted the souls of the innocents. In a final scene full of fear and terror, she learns that the two are now inseparable, the evil and the innocents. Boom. Yeah. Sounds, sounds fun. Yeah. I'm not against it. That was that it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh okay, what do we what do we got? What do we got? Holy crap. <laughs> this whole sheet is full. Okay, final notice. Oh, what what is this? Boeing Boeing? B O E I N G B O E I N G. Does it have to do with the plane? Dude, what what are <laughs> I don't know what this is. <laughs> There's that and then listen to the next one. Bell, book, and candle. <laughs> I don't know these. Okay. Boeing Boeing. It's a comedy. Uh okay. 
American journalist Bernard Lawrence has his hands full in the romance department. He has three girlfriends, all stewardesses. Ingeniously, he's arranged it so that the, their layovers don't overlap, keeping each woman unaware of the others. But Bernard's foolproof scheme comes crashing down when new fast jets are introduced. With the girls set to arrive at his Paris apartment all at once, matters are made worse by a surprise house guest with a scheme of his own. That sounds like a whole load of fun. That does. I like that. <laughs> I enjoy that. And I think I know who wrote this. I'm not going to out them, though. Oh, okay. Um, okay, then Bell, Book, and Candle. While you're looking that up, I'll read some of the other ones. Arsenic and Old Lace. No, thank you. Uh, Bat Boy, the musical we talked about. It's interesting that that's come up multiple times. Bat Boy. Yeah. Nine to Five, the musical. Uh, <laughs> Nine to Five, the musical. Dolly Parton's loads of fun. <laughs> so maybe one day, yeah. I like Dolly Parton. Do you have it? Oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, I didn't know you were ready. Um, it just says, a beautiful witch puts a love spell on an unknowing publisher. Oh. You piqued my interest. Um, okay, cool. Rocky Horror. Uh, talked about that. Uh, an ideal husband. Unfamiliar with that. <laughs> well, you look, <laughs> well, you looked it up. I'll go to the next one. Miracle Worker. Uh, yes, I've been intrigued by Miracle Worker for some time. I'm not familiar with the script, but I do think that would be an interesting one to take on. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. No, no, I, I just fine. have those, like, like what you were saying earlier. They only give you... Yeah, like why they wrote it, where they wrote it, yeah. what underwear they were wearing when they wrote it. <laughs> Do not care. Tell me what it is. Ooh, plot. Oh, it's long. <laughs> okay, you uh, just get the general idea. I'll okay, 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 okay. Do you want me to keep going? No, I'll just read okay, the small okay. little snippet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... Bu- 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 an Ideal Husband is a four-act play by Oscar Wilde that revolves around blackmail and political corruption and touches on the themes of public and private honor. Mm. I love me some political corruption and blackmail, so. <laughs> oh, dear. I also like Oscar Wilde, so I think. I don't. So. Probably not. What? Why? I, because I don't like old. It's all old. But these are okay. There's a difference between old and old that and gassy it, pants that is related to cont- contemporary times. Related to contemporary times, I... like it's it's timeless. What what happened then? Is it timeless? Though? But uh, people will look at our wilderness and say this is timeless. Yes, the feelings in it are timeless. Boy likes girl, like that is a timeless feeling, absolutely. But the story is so. God awful and the script is so dreadful that I don't it doesn't do anything for me I did I did not relate I did not feel anything and I've had crushes on girls if you can't make me relate then it's not a good story it's but, not a good script okay but just because one didn't work out for you doesn't mean why that... would the next be different I'll I'll, I'll try to, to read another one and if I, I fall asleep halfway through then we'll we'll have our answer here I got a I got a bigger plot no, I don't think I want to. Okay. Right. 
Sir Robert Chiltern is a successful government minister, well off and with a loving wife. All this is threatened when Mrs. Chevley appears in London with damning evidence of a past misdeed. Sir Robert turns for help to his friend, Lord Goring, and apparently... Oh, <laughs> Lord Boring. <laughs> an apparently idle philanderer and the despair of his father. Goring knows the lady of old and for him takes the whole thing pretty seriously. That's all I got. No, thank you. Um, okay, the underpants... Well, all right, Little Women, I have the underpants up here. Um, <laughs> Captain Underpants? <laughs> <laughs> that would be Ryan for sure. Uh, little Women was before this. Absolutely, we'll get to that. Um, this guy, Theobald. Okay, whoa, 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 whoa. But, like, Little Women's old. Yeah, but Little Women is actually something that is timeless. But that's because you've seen it and you like it. So yes. how do you know? About the other ones that you haven't seen. Because I starred in Our Wilderness. <laughs> I was Richard. That was me up there. <laughs> and I hated every second of it. Uh, Theo- Theobald Mask has an unusual problem. His wife's underpants won't stay on. One Sunday morning, they fall to her ankles right in the middle of town. A public scandal. Mortified Theo swears to keep her at home until she can find some <laughs> less unruly undies. Amid that chaos, he's trying to rent a room in their flat. That sounds outrageous. <laughs> Absolutely outrageous, but a lot of fun. I think Ryan should play that part. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds fun. Uh... A fun time. Noise is off. So, actually, here's something. After I've just trashed all these old shows, um, Noise is Off is one of those classic ones you always hear about. I spoke to my father about having a complete classic season. From start to finish, Noises Off was in there. Uh, Death of a Salesman was in there. I uh, can't remember what else was in there. Oh, but you... I think It's a Wonderful Life was in there. You Death of a Salesman? No. See, I don't know what... I think it was during COVID, and I was just, like, planning stuff out, and I, I came upon that. And I looked back at it maybe a month or two ago, and I was like, maybe I was heavily medicated. Maybe something happened. Never in my life would I think to do a season like that now? That just sounds horrible. I would hate every day of my life that year. So, um, no, but not necessarily Noises Off. Noises Off, I think, is fun. I what think is we, Noises Off? So it's it's three acts, and it's it shows um, a play just front on, like you're watching it from the stage. And then it the second act is the play is happening, but you see everything backstage. So, like, you'll see them, like, throw something behind like when they're on stage they'll throw something behind them and then they'll reenact it but it's all backstage so like you see someone catch it you see all this different kind of stuff happening uh there's a director part in that that's funny uh it's a whole lot of fun i think we could have a lot of fun with that but then like you have to rotate the whole set um i think it could be fun yeah oh this one i'll look up because i've heard of it the 39 steps this has come up in my research multiple times, but I'm not remembering what it is. It is early. Well, on vacation in London, Canadian Richard something becomes embroiled in an international spy ring related to the mysterious 39 steps. Then he meets Agent Annabelle Smith, who is soon killed in his apartment. Spoiler. He must elude the police who are hunting him for murder while he tries to stop Professor Jordan from sending secrets out of the country. 
He's oh, I thought this as assassinated. I'm like that's a massive spoiler. <laughs> He's uh, assisted by Pamela, an unwilling accomplice who discovers the truth. Sounds like a fun spy mystery. Mm-hmm. That's fun. Maybe I'll have to look into that more. But like a, a spy show could be cool. I don't think we've touched that. And finally, misery. Misery would be cool to see on stage. I heard that it wasn't quite like the movie, but uh, that could be fun. That could be a fun, a fun thriller. Oh yeah, someone brought that up the other day. Who was I talking to? I don't know. Maybe in North Carolina. Uh, Cinderella. Yeah. Yeah. Lame is. Okay. There's a rumor going around that we are doing Lame is two years from now. And uh, I can squash that rumor right now. Well, I'm not saying we're not doing Lame is, but Sean and I literally have not discussed what we're even doing for Jesus Christ Superstar, let alone what's happening in a year from now. I promise you, there is not anything marked down. And. Uh, I would love to touch Les Mis one day. I mean, that's so huge and so massive. Um, we'll see when we feel up to it. I don't know. That's ma- I, I always was against it. I was always very much against doing Les Mis because um, it's just – that's it. I mean, that's that's the musical, I think. So um, I don't know. We'll see when we feel up to it, but probably not going to be after Jesus Christ Superstar. I mean, that's a lot. Yeah. All right. Uh, Phantom of the Opera. Oh. I love this. This is my favorite musical. I don't know. I don't know. I was very much against that one, too. Yeah, you were. But, and I like it. I, I, like, I like the music from it. I've never actually sat and watched it, but I do like the music from it. Um, yeah, a t- ton of work. ton of work. So maybe at some point, but I, I feel like that would be way down the line. You said you wanted to keep it big. I know it. I know, I know. <laughs> but those ones are like, there's big and then there's those two. And then there's massive. Yes. All right, all right. Uh, the Little Mermaid. I would love to do The Little Mermaid. Absolutely. I would love to. Wow. So you, much, that's you, so much fun. Do you have a Disney show that you, that's your favorite that you would want to do? Oh, oh I don't know. I don't know. Um, ooh, tough. I would love to do this. Is one that I promise you we will never do is Lion King. I oh, promise yeah. you it'll never be on our stage, but that is one that I would love to do. Um, but it, it never, it, we, we can't do that. But yes, probably Lion King. Okay. The mystery at the mystery oh, of Edwin Drood. I know. I knew who wrote this one before you like. <laughs> After the first one, I knew who wrote this one. And, um, <laughs> yes, she is very persistent on seeing this show here. Okay, I'll read it because I don't know this. The Mystery of Edwin Drood is the final novel by English author Charles Dickens. Though the novel's name... Okay, I don't... I don't care. Okay. <laughs> Though the novel is named after the character Edwin Drood, it focuses more on Drood's uncle, John Jasper, a presenter choir master and opium addict who lusts after his pupil Rosa Bunn. Um, oh, it's a musical. Yeah, it's a musical and the audience picks the ending. Oh. That's the one all outer. This is Casey. That, she, she brought it up <laughs> when she was on the, on the pod last yes. time. Yes, she very much wants to see that one. Um, and 
not within the next five years, but maybe after that. Hmm. We got to keep them big. I mean, yeah, that that's interesting. So, audience participation. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, the light at the piazza. Mm. <laughs> this is exposing my knowledge of little theater. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Let's see. Can we? Oh no, that's long. <laughs> No. I know all the ones on my next one, so we'll be okay. Okay, okay, hold on. Almost there. This isn't too long. I'll just read it. Based on the 1960 novella by Elizabeth Spencer, the show is set in the 1950s and tells the story of Margaret Johnson, a wealthy Southern woman, and Clara, her daughter, who is developmentally disabled due to a childhood accident. The two spend a summer together in Florence, Italy, when Clara falls in love with a young Italian man, Fabrizio, Margaret is forced to reconsider not only Clara's future, but her own deep-seated hopes and regrets as well. I do know that. Okay, I do know that one. I feel like this is similar to an old movie I saw, but it was like called Gypsy or something? I don't know. I saw it this year, too. I don't remember. Maybe I'm making it up. But it definitely wasn't the light at the piazza. Um. Yeah. No. I'm. I'm. I. I have read about that before. I haven't read it, so can't say one way or the other. Maybe it was that. It sounds like it. They were in Italy, and it was a mom and a daughter, and I swear her name was Clara. Clara. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe it was. Maybe it was. I liked it. So. Um, yeah. Yeah. I could see you guys doing that. Totally. Okay. Uh, that's it. That's all you got? Yes. Okay. Is is that all you have in total? Yes. Okay. So, this is my last one. Legally Blonde. Nope. Uh, Coraline. I'm trying, folks. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> um, I would love to do Coraline. Chicago. Oh, probably not. Probably not. Um, A Night of Dark Intent. Yes. Love A Night of Dark Intent. Uh, I'm glad that we have a lot of people liking it and excited for it. And I think that's us. Yeah. That's me and you on this podcast. It is. Weekly uh, (laughs) raving about it. So when we do it, we better have good attendance. I know. Uh, The Lion King. Absolutely would love to, but we, we can't. We just can't. So as sad as it is, no. And Waitress, yes, eventually, um, once those rights become available, I'm sure that is something Sean and I will uh, put up. Yeah, I, I would I would enjoy to do Waitress. And that's all that was on there. But Sarah uh, Borowick did send me one uh, after hours and said that um, she would love to see – this is what she said. And I, I really actually liked this vision a lot. She said Willy Wonka – which I, yes, there's a Charlie and the Chocolate Factory musical, which I have very little interest in ever experimenting with. Mm-hmm. But a play about Wonka would be so cool. And she said that your, she, to me, said your dad would make a great Wonka. And I absolutely 100% agree that with that. would be so cool. That is very, very cool. I want to see that. I, I want it. <laughs> I do want it. 
Um, shout out Sarah for having yeah fantastic vision. Oh my god, I can see your dad playing that. Yeah, he would play the hell out of that. That would be fantastic. Good one. Yes, great one. I I want to see it. Um, I have one, and you're gonna hate it. Let's hear it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the picture of Dorian Gray. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm going to out. I'm going to out everyone. Um, that was one of the ones that we were going to do this season. What? Yep. Yep. It was very early on. My dad was adapting it. And so his adaptation, I'm sure, is is sitting somewhere. It's not completed or anything, but he started. Wow. Yeah. That was literally on on the docket to do is one of the the many i'm telling you we had so many winter classics we went through until we finally decided to just stick with with treasure island wow so yeah. it could happen um yes but there's also a reason we're not doing it oh but yeah it could happen yeah i mean it, that's one of my never. favorite my favorite novels so how crazy would that have been because i didn't know that and uh yeah that was very very close to happening wow and then there's the other one that I, I told you about. What what time are we at? Two oh three. Oh, okay, never mind. Never mind. We'll leave it on a cliffhanger. Well, <laughs> well, well you gotta remember what you're gonna say. Yeah. It's well, not like we haven't gone past two minute two hours and three minutes. Yeah. Well, okay, well we're gonna do the one of the other ones that we're gonna do was, was the one with, with four different directors. And have, oh, right, right, right. We're yeah. each going to adapt a uh, a Grimm's fairy tale. Yes. Yeah, you did mention that. Yes. So that was, we went through oh, yeah. so, so many. So what happened with that? Uh, we just decided against it. Um, what was your reasoning? You just didn't want to? Uh, it would, Treasure Island, it's going to be fun. It's going gonna, it's gonna to make the most out of all of them. And we have to think about that while we're still climbing out of COVID. And also, um, we have the cast for that now. And, you know, we keep putting that off. We're not going to. So, um, yeah, there are a couple of decisions that went into to just committing to Treasure Island. But there are quite a few plays that were left, I guess, unfinished, unwritten, that were set to debut this year in the Winter Classic spot. Hmm. We never just like, oh, let's throw this one up. There was yeah. so much consideration. We knew Treasure Island. We knew the whole time that Treasure Island was available. Like we knew we could do it. But we were trying to figure out something new and then at, it was during Frankenstein. We we're just like, let's let's commit. Let's just do Treasure Island. We know it's going to make some and um I'm excited to have my edit, my vision out there now with it. So, um yeah. That that all so many shows I went through. So, 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 so many shows. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for all your suggestions. There were a lot that I was curious about. Yes, and some new ones that I, I haven't heard before that I, I genuinely thought were were fun. Yeah, I'm glad you, you asked people to do this. Yeah, yeah, I think this was, this was fun. I, I'm really going to go home and look these up some more. Oh, I'm not. No, no I'm kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll look them up in, in my spare time. All right. Well, this is it for episode 32. Thank you for sponsoring us. JDS Electrical, licensed and insured. Call 716-523-2711 for all your electrical needs. All your electrical needs. Wow, I did that without looking at that 
at all. I'm proud of you. Thanks. You got you got that down. <laughs> you got it down. That could be the oh never mind. What? I was gonna say that could be the number I give out to like people I don't want to give my actual number <laughs> out to, but I guess not because it's an actual <laughs> business. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> never mind. Okay, uh, we'll see you back for episode 33. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.